grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the sermon today is our Gospel reading, the account of Jesus walking on the water. And not only Jesus, but Peter, too. Peter gets out of the boat at Jesus' calling, and he he walks on the water towards his master. And I can picture Matthew, who writes our gospel, gripping the side of the boat, watching, dumbfounded, as Peter throws himself over the side and begins to walk toward Jesus. And Matthew is the only writer who tells us that Peter took his eyes off Jesus and looked at the wind, and suddenly Peter was afraid and he began to sink into the black water. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached out and took hold of him and saved him. Earlier we read Psalm 34. I want to look at verses 4 through 8. It says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. And in each of these verses, as we read them, I want you to notice that the word LORD is in all caps. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And you notice that four times in five verses we see the word LORD in all caps, and that means that it's really the name Yahweh. Yahweh will deliver the one who takes refuge in him who looks to Yahweh for deliverance from every fear. And I wonder if this psalm came to Peter's mind while he was sinking, or maybe afterward. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Our reading today begins with Jesus dismissing the crowds. But I'd like to start just before that so that we can get a sense for what happened. Starting at verse 19. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about five thousand men besides women and children. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat. Why immediately? Something's happening here. The Greek sounds a little like this. And immediately he compelled the disciples to enter into the boat and to go before him to the other side 
until he would have dismissed the crowds. John sheds a little light on this event. He says that Jesus perceived that the people were about to come and take him by force to make him their king. They recognize that this is a great miracle, creating food from pretty much nothing and being able to feed with abundance left over, over 5,000 people, not to mention the healings that they'd witnessed that day. I'm sure the disciples would have joined in enthusiastically with the crowd and crowned him right there. And perhaps this was one of those opportune times that Satan was waiting for. Jesus has the crowd eating, literally, out of his hand. He could easily become their king, raise a willing army, easily throw off the yoke of the Romans and rule as the most powerful, the most perfect, the most kind and loving king that Israel ever had. What a glorious kingdom that would be, greater even than the golden age of King David's rule. Get in the boat, Peter. John, get over here. The rest of you, get in. Go to the other side. I'll meet you. Get going. He sends the disciples off, and he sends the crowds away, and he goes up on the mountain to pray. And later, as the sky begins to get dark, Jesus is still on the mountain praying, but the disciples are struggling against the wind, and they're being buffeted by the waves. They've made three or four miles, and they're by now somewhere around the middle of the lake, and they're exhausted, and it's dark, and night wears on. Many of them are experienced fishermen. They're used to being on the lake in weather like this, even at night. And although they're not making much headway, they're not frightened of the wind. They're not afraid of going down. They were once, not too long ago. They were on the lake with Jesus, and a terrific storm came up, and they thought for sure they were going under, and they actually had to wake Jesus up. Don't you care, Jesus? that we're going to drown. The wind and the waves this time are nothing they can't handle. There's no indication that they're afraid. But then they see something off there behind them in the dark. There seems to be something moving, something coming ever closer to them moving on top of the water, and it looks like a man. And this terrifies them. It's a phantom, a ghost, someone yells. And they cry out in fear. And immediately, our text tells us, Jesus calls out to them, Have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And in the Greek here, it's even a little more dramatic because what Jesus says is, 
Have courage. I am. Fear not. Now John records in his gospel many times when Jesus says, I am. He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. And there's another great quote of Jesus in John. When the Jewish leadership are insisting that Jesus is of the devil, and Jesus counters them and says, Before Abraham was, I am. Jesus taking on himself the name I am. Yahweh in Hebrew. The same I am who revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush, who said, Tell the people I am has sent me to you. He's not a God of stone or wood, not a God far off, but a God who is. He's going to be with his people in a very special way to bring them out of Egypt, away from harm and danger, oppression and death. And as they traveled through the wilderness for 40 years, Yahweh, I am, was present with them, encamped around them in a pillar of cloud and fire. And he delivered them from their enemies, from hunger and thirst. And he delivered them even into the promised land. Jesus says, Have courage, I am. And why should we not be afraid? Because Jesus is. Because the cross is. Because the empty tomb is. Because your baptism is. Because at that baptism, the great I am Father, Son, and Holy Spirit put His everlasting name on you. Why should you not be afraid? Because if Jesus is here with us, then everything is just fine. Whatever struggle you are going through, Jesus is with you in that struggle. Everything is going to turn out all right. We never really have anything to fear. Peter, in response to Jesus, says, Lord, if it's you, then have me come out on the water to you. Jesus has spoken courage to the disciple, has revealed himself as the master of storm and sea, and has told them that they have nothing to fear, and yet Peter doubts Jesus' words. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says, Come. And Peter climbs out of the boat and walks toward Jesus on the water. And we, looking at this, might be tempted to imagine that Peter has great faith to climb out of that boat. We might be tempted to look at what happened here and focus on Peter's walking on the water, as though his great faith enabled him to do this. 
but it's actually because of his doubt, because of the smallness of his faith, that he questions Jesus' word and asks for a sign. If it is you, And then, walking on the water, Peter doubts again. He doubts that Jesus will do what he said. Jesus said, come. In essence, Jesus said, come to me on the water. I will care for you. You will be all right. But Peter doubted that word. And he sinks. Peter thought that things were bad in the boat, but... Now he fears for his very life, and in his desperation and fear he cries out, Lord, save me. Was there ever such a kind and patient and loving master as Jesus, whose great power and authority are given to anyone who calls upon him in their need, even when that need is a result of their own folly or even their own doubt? Jesus chastises Peter gently. He doesn't praise him for his great trust or boldness or for his faith. He doesn't say, you almost had it, just a little more effort. Next time you'll do better. Just learn to trust me more. No, he says to Peter, little faith, why did you doubt? That's how it reads in the Greek. Jesus calls Peter little faith. And to little faith, who doubted Jesus' word not once, but twice, Jesus reaches out and takes hold of him and rescues him from death. The grace of Almighty God The patient love and great power to save comes to you this day. It comes in the waters of holy baptism where I am puts his name on you and rescues you from the kingdom of darkness and brings you up into the kingdom of light. That grace comes to you this day in the body and blood of the one who not only walked on water, who commanded wind and wave, but who gave his very life to redeem yours who offers you forgiveness in the Holy Supper and strength to trust that He loves you with an everlasting love, that He will deliver you from every peril. The Lord, Yahweh, the Great I Am, said to Job, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. And this same I am bids Peter come. And he says to you and to me, Come, believe my word, trust my word. What wind is buffeting you today? What waves are beating against the bow of your boat? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Believe his word. 
And whether we're drowning in the Sea of Galilee or drowning in our sin, we call out, Lord, save me. And the answer comes, Have courage. I am. Don't be afraid. In the name of the risen Lord Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.